What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. And uh, today we got Rich Lewis. Rich, thanks for being here. Great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then we were just talking, Raina Rose, uh, who's been on the show before, uh, introduced us. So excited to have you here. I, I know you got a, a new book as well. Is that right? Right. I have a book, um, Sitting with God, A Journey to Your True Self Through Centering Prayer. And I keep saying new because it is new, but actually in mid-August, it'll be one year. So it's hard to believe okay. that one year has passed, but that's still new. That that's, is still that's, new. That's still new for a book. Yeah. And especially this past year that we've had with everything going on, I think that's definitely still new. So, um, well, real quick, first question I'd like to ask everyone before we get into a little bit more about you and the book and everything else. Um, you know, championship leadership is the name of the podcast. So, uh, what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? Um, championship leadership to me means, I guess, taking ownership of, of, of your life and, and not being afraid to take ownership of your life, which, which might even mean getting out of your comfort zone. So if you have a nudge to try and do something new that scares you, it still means it still means you should move forward and trust God and trust your inner intuition, intuition that you can move forward. So it means, yeah. you know, just moving forward, even if things scare you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, 100% agree as well. What's, um, so tell us a little bit, more about you and uh, for the listeners that, that haven't come across your path yet, you know, give us a little peek into your journey and how you've gotten to where you are today. And, and uh, you know, and also, you know, let us know how that led to, to your book and maybe even a little bit about how that project came about for you. Sure. Sure. Um, well, I guess I had always been, I consider myself an introvert. I'd always been attracted to silence, just didn't know what to do in the silence. But I knew I had read, Carl uh, McCollman had written a number of books that I read in, in 2010, 2011, talked a lot about silence and how powerful and transforming it, it could be and it can be. And I don't remember him talking about a practice to do, but it, it sort of um, piqued my interest and I continued exploring silence 
and just actually just sitting in silence and not really knowing what I was doing. And it was challenging and it was difficult just to sit by yourself and be quiet. But then I came across um, Centering Prayer in late 2013. I was just simply perusing Amazon, looking for a book to read. And I found a book called Healing the Divide, Recovering Christianity's Mystic Roots by Amos Smith. And I purchased the Kindle book and started reading it. And in it, he talked about a practice he had been doing for about 15 years at that point called Centering Prayer. And, I, and that really piqued my interest because it, I now had a container or a practice that I could do in the silence. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that piqued my interest in his book, he called it um, the Jesus paradox. He referred to Jesus as God and human and, and kind of the paradox of that and what that means. So his book talked a lot about both of those topics, about silent prayer of centering prayer. And he talked about the Jesus paradox. So off I went exploring more about centering prayer, um, began an di- email dialogue with him via his website. To my surprise, he responded and we had a lot of back and forth. And actually, to this day, we're friends. He's, I'm on the East Coast. He's actually in, I believe he's in Oregon right now, um, on the West Coast. And we've actually developed a nice friendship since then. And I began working with him off of, off of his website. And I began asking him more questions about his book, and his upcoming books and centering prayer and the Jesus paradox and kind of off I went. I, then I began practicing centering prayer and reading and learning more about it and then created my own site, Silence Teaches, four years ago. I still work with Amos and, and I still have my medi- Monday meditations going off of his site, but they also go off of, of my four-year-old site as well. So I guess it all started because I had an interest in, in silence and then I found a practice for it in his book. And then from there, a lot of different things happened, you know, from a website to teaching people, to coaching people and to uh, Amos challenging me to write this book, which um, was published last August. Gotcha. So yeah, where can, where did this interest in silence come from? That's, that's interesting because a lot of people don't know what to do in silence and don't really like it actually. Um, you know, I, I coach a lot of clients and we talk about meditation and the importance of it. And, uh, a lot of people really struggle with, with it. And I think a large part of it is because of the, the, the piece of just being there with themselves without a phone, whatever it might be. Right. Uh, that silence piece. So it's interesting to hear you say that you, you always enjoyed the silence. So where, where does that come from or what, why is it? Yeah. You know, as I think about it, I think even as, even as a young kid, I just liked, you know, I liked being with friends, but I liked silence and I liked being out in nature or I liked hearing the sounds of nature or I liked going to the Creek um, where I liked looking at the ocean, it just attracted me. It was just something, and I didn't mind doing it with others, but it's just, or even night, sometimes nighttime is very attractive as well and calm and peaceful. So I think, as I think about it, even going back to as a, you know, a young kid, even before I was a teenager, I think I always liked the outdoors and I liked, I'm not a camper, I don't mean, but, but I'm a, <laughs> but I've always enjoyed nature and creeks and trees and, and, and the nighttime and the night sky and the night sounds just 
That's a good question. I don't know why. It's just, it just yeah. is very attractive to me. I, I think it maybe it just calms me. I, I think maybe it's because it, it is soothing to me and it is calming to me. And I do feel like I'm connecting to something. Maybe back then I didn't know what I was connecting to, but maybe now here I am at age 55 realizing I think I'm connecting to God in, 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 a, in a deeper and better way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, who, who have been some of the, you know, as we talk kind of back to championship leadership, who have been some of the influences in your life, championship leaders, coaches, mentors, uh, that you've had come across your path. And, and, and also to that is, you know, what are some of the characteristics that have really stood out to you from some of those, those people, um, and that maybe you've taken those characteristics to help who you are as a leader, as a man. Sure. Well, I would definitely say Amos Smith, um, simply because he recognized um, my interest in silence and centering prayer. So he he was a great mentor just just because he he was a good listener. He w- he was patient and he was a good listener. But then he also was good at just asking me questions, and then he he could see that I had something to say and, and an important voice, and he was the one that challenged me to write a book. And then he had already written one book and was in the middle of writing his second book at the time that he challenged me to write the book. So I would definitely say Amos Smith um, was definitely uh, very uh, influential to me simply because he was, he could see something in me that I couldn't see and nudged it out of me. Writing a book and practicing centering prayer um, was something that he saw that I, that I should share with the world and share my version of it and, and how it has helped and healed me with others versus his version of it. Mm -hmm. So definitely Amos Smith. Um, And then another gentleman, Believe it or not, I guess all, his name is uh, Bradley Grinnan. He had I had gone through. He had a coaching program where he kind of taught you how to, and he wouldn't say you don't fish for clients, but how, how you you don't fish for clients ever. How you help people. He he taught me how how to help people. So how to how to use Facebook and Facebook Messenger and, and how to how to share how to get into the minds and hearts of people so that you can say things that will help them. They can, they can see what you're writing and they can see what you're speaking and they can realize, you know what, I think this guy can help me. So he just taught me, if you want to coach people, you're not fishing for people. You're really just helping and service serving people. So if you help and serve the people will notice it and they will come to you if they think that it, you can help them. So I learned a lot from him in that you know, coaching is not about marketing and, and advertising. It's really just about helping and serving people. And if you yeah. do that, the people will naturally come to you that, that need your help. Yeah, that's interesting. And really, I think that's so true. in in all industries, it's really about serving and helping people. And if, uh, if you're a business that does that, you know, mm-hmm. to, you see those are the ones that really thrive is right. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. Coaching. I mean, that's what it's all about is, you know, how can you help and serve clients that you have? Uh, and you just need to be patient about it. I, I've had people that I've landed on a phone call with and nothing happened. And that was perfectly fine. It just meant they were not ready. It wasn't something that they were ready for at their 
at that point in their life. And then all of a sudden, one year later or two years later, I'm getting a phone call or I'm getting an email saying, I'm ready, let's start. So I learned from Bradley and then even just from myself, just to be patient, just help and serve. And when someone is ready, they'll reach out to you. And that's happened to me on numerous occasions where all of a sudden out of the blue, I get a random email saying, I'm ready, can we do it? And it was, and I look back and, and see that, oh, I spoke to this person two years ago or I spoke to this person one year ago. So don't give up, I, I don't give up. I just keep helping and serving and know when, when they're ready, when it makes sense for them, they'll yeah. come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I like to talk about vision. With championship leadership, I think great leaders have they have an incredible vision and they have courage to take action on that. So uh, I'd like to know, you know, what's the vision for you for the, for the service that you provide to your clients for uh, the message that you have as part of your book, like um, what's your vision of where you want to go and the impact that you want to make, maybe even short term next five years um, moving forward. Sure. Um, for me, it's as, it's as simple as, you know, centering prayer, has healed and transformed me. And I simply want to share it with as many people as I can in case it's something that can help them as it has helped me. So since the book's been published last August, I've been getting in front of as many people as I can in various ways, whether it's podcasts or um, book study groups or church groups um, that ask me to speak whether it's me just posting on Instagram and Facebook, sharing my story, and whether it's me just, I'll do lives on Facebook and then I'll convert them into a video and put it on YouTube. So really that's what I've been doing since the book's been published is just sharing the book, sharing how it has healed and transformed me um, and letting people see for themselves if it's a practice they, they wanna try and do. Yeah. And I've also one other thing I've been doing, and I'm, this Saturday will be the 12th one. I'm, I'm doing a Zoom book study for anybody that wants to come. So I've, I simply was going chapter by chapter through the book, sharing key points from each chapter, and then really just slowing down and letting whoever's on the call ask me questions or, or share what they've experienced from the book or just share in general. And that's been a real neat experience that I've been doing every Saturday. And yeah. it's just a fun time. It's not me lecturing with people. It's me simply sharing and then being quiet and letting people react and talk. And it's really been a whole lot of fun. And I guess I have two more to go and I'm going to miss it. And I think I'm going to have to continue doing something. I think I'll take a week off because it'll have been at that point, like 14 weeks in a row. So I'll probably take one or two weeks off, but then I'm thinking, I think I need to continue it in some capacity yeah, <laughs> because absolutely. people were coming, people were enjoying it. And I was learning from others as much as people were learning from me. Yeah. So that's my, my main focus is sharing the practice and how it has healed and transformed me in case it can help other people. Yeah, that's powerful. I love it. What's uh? Why don't we take uh, a look? This is a question I'd like to ask. Um, you know, we all have turning points, critical moments in our life, kind of that fork in the cross, uh, fork in the roads uh, type moment where, you know, either you go left or right. And and, uh, and I would love to hear from you, you know, maybe a, a, a time in your life where you're in that moment. And obviously you made the decision that you had, what, which had you where you are today, but had you made a different decision, you could be in a very different place, right? I mean, we all have these moments and we multiple moments. Maybe some days we have these daily, right? But definitely over the last 
year, year and a half with the pandemic and everything that's gone on. A lot of people, a lot of listeners, entrepreneurs, business owners, I think are faced with those moments a little bit more so than normal. And it's powerful to hear from others and how they've chosen those moments and how they've been able to move their life forward because of it. Uh, is there a moment that comes to mind for you as I uh, kind of throw that out for you? I, I would say um, COVID, I was fortunate in that my job was not impacted. It's, it moved from working in an office. I work um, in the 401k business and I'm day-to-day. I, I, I have seven clients and, and they contact me for their daily operations of their 401k plan. So I was very fortunate in that. I remember that one day where they said, we'll probably have to work from home for two weeks and then we'll be back. Well, that was in March of, of 2020. I yeah. went home and I haven't gone back yet. Yeah. So I was fortunate in that my job could continue um, from right. home in the den and I, and I got you know, monitors and different things. But my wife was not as fortunate. She has she and her mother and sister have a travel agency um, that primarily does colleges and university team travel. Well, okay. that came to a screeching halt. Yeah, <laughs> and right. basically they went from having business to having no business for almost one full year. So yeah. for my wife and I, it was, it was very scary because we had to begin taking a look at our finances and we were concerned, are we going to be able to stay in our house? So I guess for if both of us, so that was probably the biggest impact. With my wife and I had to stop, slow down and, yeah. and say, it looks like we're having one, one income in the family right now. And we need to figure out what can we stop doing? What can we turn off, so to speak? Yeah. Um, how, how do we need to manage our money? And, and how long do we think this is going to take so that we can get through it? So f- it was scary. And she didn't even know if the business would, you know, would it thrive or will it, will it come to an end? Yeah. So, I mean, the good news is it's, it's slowly coming back and she's been sure. getting business. So she spent really the last year, it was very hard for her because she, she spent a lot of time organizing and getting structured, but basically having no business and having no cash flow and yeah. just, trying to be optimistic that it'll happen. It'll happen. I got to be patient. And mm-hmm. it was, it was at least a year before suddenly she started getting business again and people started flying again. Yeah. Yeah. So the biggest change for us was that we needed to take a strong look at our finances and figure out how we going to pay all, how we going to pay all of our bills. And well, get I like you say, uh, you know, some, you know, there's always lessons to be learned in in these times where we're forced to to do things that we wouldn't otherwise necessarily do and you know being forced to slow down i think you know especially for me even was a was a was a great blessing in disguise and and maybe it gave her some opportunity like you said to get some systems or structure and some things in order that you when you're running and gunning and you don't have the time to slow down you don't necessarily aren't able to to get those things taken care of so um, yeah, it's interesting to see uh, how this, you know, this will be a time we won't forget definitely. And, and, uh, I'm glad to hear that you were able to, to, to make it through that. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're, we're stronger and better on the other side of it because of it. Agree. I, I mean, I think we are, you, you'll learn what you're fully capable of, um, and you'll learn what to, which was why my practice was so helpful centering prayer. Cause you learn what to let go of and what, what do you have to let go of because you can't control it and then focus on what can you control and what actions can you take you know, in the environment we're in? Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, as we start to wrap this up here, what, um, you know, if there's one or two things that you could give the listeners, maybe it's from uh, your book, 
um, that if they were to implement today, it would help move their life forward today. What would that be? I would say try silence. So if, if the idea of silence, and I know we didn't get into centering prayer and what it is, and, and I'll basically say, maybe take a look at my website, silenceteaches.com. It, it, there's a free ebook on centering prayer so they can learn what it is. So I would just encourage and challenge people, try silence, take baby steps. So even if, make it the first thing you do as you begin your day, and, and that's what I do, but just do one minute or, or five minutes of yeah. silent prayer and then begin your day and try it for 30 days and see how it helps you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you say the, the website again, as we'll get that linked up for sure as well. Sure. Silenceteaches.com. Silenceteaches.com. And uh, definitely uh, highly encourage you to, to start your day that way. And, and uh, you know, especially today, like, like I mentioned, um, you know, technology is great, but it also is a drain uh, and a strain on us and sometimes our relationships too. Um, so taking that time, especially in a day and age where everything's so fast paced and everything's at our fingertips, it really is important. And it really does make a huge difference when you commit to it. Like you said, even, you know, commit to um, even a minute a day or five minutes a day for 30 days and, and just notice the the impact that that makes, right? Right. I mean, because our time in silence really prepares us for the for the action we need to take. So we need we need the balance of silence and action. And it doesn't mean you half your day is silent and half your day is is act is action and noise. But you need the balance of both because the time in silence uh, spawns or births the actions you need to take. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I love it. Um, So, yeah. Well, tell us, you know, obviously we we know to go to your site, but what are some other ways we can follow you and, and, uh, find out what you're all about and, and, uh, and any, anywhere else that we can connect. Sure. I mean, really the best place is just to go to silenceteaches.com because there they can get the free ebook if they wish. And then if they're even more intrigued about centering prayer information on my book is there. And then I have, um, links to, uh, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. So, on my site, there's the icons for it. So if they follow different social media, they can follow me on one of those three or all three if they want. So my website, silenceteaches.com is the best place. And then if they want to follow me on, on social media, they can click on one or more of the icons right on my site to follow me on those different uh, forms of social media. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here, Rich, and it's been nice to connect and, and to hear more about you and your story and, and what you're up to and the difference you're making. So uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks. Take care. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. 15 months, he was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader